Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Bandwidth for All About Android is provided by Cashfly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This episode of All About Android is brought to you by Netflix. Watch thousands of TV episodes and movies streamed to your PC, Mac, or TV instantly. Plus, get DVDs by mail in about one business day. For your free 30-day trial, go to netflix.com slash twit. And by Trim Tonic, a natural appetite suppressant tonic that takes the edge off of being hungry. Visit TrimTonic.com, that's T-R-I-M-T-O-N-I-Q.com for more information and enter coupon code TWIT for a 20% discount. Happy Friday the 13th. Today is Friday, May 13th, and welcome to another edition about All About Android, your weekly source for the latest news, hardware, and apps for the Android faithful. I'm Eileen Rivera. I'm Jason Howell. And I'm Ron Richards. Yeah. You sounded so ominous. Like, oh, did I? I? Yeah. You know, I tweeted earlier, it's too bad we don't have a hockey mask for you for or... Friday the 13th. Nice. <gasps> I'm scared. <laughs> Are you guys superstitious no? at all? Are you superstitious when it comes to Friday the 13th? No, no, not really. Thir- 13's, my, 13's my lucky number. So. Oh, it is? Yeah, right. totally. 13 yeah, was, was my, my lucky number when I was a kid, actually. Yeah, that was my number really? in soccer. That yep. was my number Ah, uh, you guys are yeah, tough. Totally. Yeah. Hey. You guys are tough. Hey, I this week... <laughs> hey, this week we're going to be talking about Google I.O., Google I.O., and Google I.O. I'm wearing the Google I.O. t-shirt, everybody. Oh. This is a t-shirt that we got. You um, went there. You're wearing the shirt of the band you're seeing. I, I did. <laughs> they, totally, they totally got you, didn't they? They got you hook, line, and sinker. Like, yeah. This is like... It was, from tw- by following you on Twitter, it seemed like this was the best conference of your life. <laughs> like I was I just like, wow, I was having the best time. <laughs> I totally drank the Kool Aid. I will admit it. I was just having a blast. You know, they made it feel like you were at Google. You know, the Googleplex where they have candy and food everywhere, and they had you know, plenty of drinks and water and I, you all know, that I, stuff. I don't know. I, I, you know, had a really great time at Google I/O as well. Yeah. And people are definitely very passionate. Obviously, the people yeah. that are there are really charged up and everything. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't. There was the, just this part of me that was like, yeah, this is what people complain about on the Apple side too, where they're, you know, the the quote unquote Apple fanboy. And are we being? Google fanboys because we're absolutely. here and absolutely charged up. And so it was like, on one hand, I was like, yeah, yeah, this is really cool. And on the other hand, I was trying to temper myself a really? little bit. Well, just well, not let myself go I was like, overboard. whatever. <laughs> and reading from home, I mean, I wasn't at Google I.O. I wasn't one of the chosen few who got to go. But um, so reading along at home, Jason, I thought you stayed fairly uh, even keeled. You reported yeah. what was going on. You were so, you were a little critical, but you were also celebratory. <laughs> While Eileen over there, like I fully expected you to be like full on red, blue, yellow, green face paint and just like the crow, you know. Like, uh, I was more emotional. <laughs> Uh, Although I got myself in a little bit of trouble, I baited some Apple fanboys because I talked about the uh, Samsung 10.1 connector, which looks very much um, like like an Apple connector. Apple connector, yeah. and I mentioned that on Twitter, and then I got retweeted by Gruber, and boy, I started a, a at reply a storm, storm between Apple and uh, Google. Uh, fans or just hardware fans, and so I didn't really mean to do that, but I just said something like, ha-ha, no wonder why Apple is suing Samsung, and it was a joke, really, but it is. I mean, it looks 
looks the same. But anyway, did people, did people take something too seriously on Twitter? Like, did people not get the joke on Twitter? Uh, no, I mean, shocking. I think people didn't. I mean, because once you get retweeted by somebody who has a ton yeah. of followers and then they don't really know who you are, they don't get you. You know, but there was uh, a lot they, of people. They don't, who, yeah. Yeah, there was That's a lot true. of people who got the joke too, but it was just funny. I, I, whatever. I mean, it was just an observation. Right. That's all. It was a good so, observation. I thought it was valid. Totally valid. Totally. It was right. valid. And, 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 yeah, most people would see that connector, and if they've ever had an iPod yeah. or an iPhone, would automatically Ooh. see the similarity. Well, and but they don't fit. They're they reversed, exactly. so they actually don't fit into yeah. the port. It's a different well, considering type. Considering how this this device, which we we got, and we'll talk about we'll a little bit, definitely talk feel about is it. lighter, feels like an iPad. Looks like an iPad, then has a connector that's kind of like an iPad. I'm just, yeah. you know, making the observation. That's all. Uh, all right. Before we move on, I did want to address one email. One burning issue. <laughs> from Cindy. Email at the top. She says, Eileen, Ron, and Jason, are the three droids in your album art representative of yourselves? <laughs> if so, which bot is who? I'm guessing the one on the right is Eileen, since it looks like a girl's hairstyle. Oh. Oh, <gasps> oh <this> no. <laughs> Interesting. Well, okay. Awkward. It's not, Cindy. I'm in the middle, and I have no idea why I kept myself green. I just noticed. Look at the skin oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, right. you, you know, you were really just charged up about Android, and you were like, you know what? Android is green. I'm going I'm green. green. You went yeah. there. Like you the went where Ron and I just didn't dare go. Yeah. Uh, so Ron is on uh, the right, and Jason's on the left. Ron has a parrot on his shoulder. Why a <laughs> yes. parrot, Ron? I do have a parrot because I'm that guy who walks around San Francisco with a parrot on his shoulder. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm totally not. I'm just like, hey, a parrot. It's like, no, oh, there was uh, a documentary about you, wasn't there, or something? Oh, yeah, no, not so much. <laughs> I'm a little more concerned about the hair comment because I was trying to get, like, the sideburns and I was trying to get the little, you know, the kind of the, the, the tuft of hair up there. Yeah, I you got I a little would. wisp going yeah, on there. Yeah. yeah. So. And I have a ray gun. That's how you know it's yeah. me. Right? And you usually yeah. wear stripes, too. <laughs> For well, today. I, I'm, at mine, I've got a gray hoodie, <laughs> oh, which, which I wear a gray hoodie. Like, yeah, my no, hoodie. totally. Yeah. So there yeah, you go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't All know right. why I picked Well, that's the burning question that I thought I, we really needed to answer. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'd like to change my my color, but maybe not. Uh, one more thing. Today, we're also in the arena. It's going to be all about games. Games. Games, Woo. games, games. My game's going to win. You'll see why. All right. Time for the news. <laughs> Like we mentioned, it's all about Google I.O. Pretty much. Uh, tons of announcements. And we're just kind of going to go over them one at a time. Uh, if you followed along with the keynote, which is available on YouTube, you know about all of this already. But in case you didn't, we're talking about Honeycomb 3.1, uh, resizable widgets, which was really cool when they showed that off with Gmail, mm -hmm. uh, improved Wi-Fi performance, uh, expanded recent apps list, updated browser, included added support for embedded HTML, HTML5 video, updated gallery contacts, calendar email apps, improved enter enterprise support. Uh, Verizon 3G Zoom customers are the first to get that update. And then uh, when the Galaxy 10.1 ships, it'll get that as well. So um, Okay, and yeah. possibly before. They haven't really set a, a firm date on that, but they mm -hmm. did said within the next couple of weeks. So we don't have it on No, ours. we don't have it yet, which yeah. is a little interesting to, to get a I device know. handed out. But I mean... It also doesn't have NFC in it, and NFC was a big deal right. at I.O. as well. So mm -hmm. you can't have everything, folks. That's what but, I mean, to. it's good to see that they're updating it quickly after the release. I mean, it shows I – oh, yeah. I, I wonder if they rolled this out because Google I.O. was coming out. They're like, oh, we need to do something or uh, – because it it's not seems, a major update. You it know? almost always seems like, oh, we need to do something. So yeah. they do something, whether or not yeah. it's for everyone or not. But mm -hmm. anyways. All right. But also – oh, sorry. 
Oh, no, I was just gonna say, I thought the USB stuff was 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 interesting there in terms of being you can hook a digital camera up directly to the device. Yeah. Now. Which is cool. Yeah, so. absolutely. And we're going to talk about more of that in a second. Uh, within 3.1, we have movie rentals as well, which if you go to, what is it? It's uh, market.android.com slash movies. You will uh, be able to use the Android market to rent movies. And I mean, you know, it's it's kind of your your typical uh, standard fare there. Three ninety nine rentals for a lot of these titles. Mm -hmm. Does it get any cheaper than that? For uh, they probably not. I haven't seen no. it. Two ninety nine. Fast food. So they do have a little bit of a range of the prices, uh, but you can buy that through the marketplace. And I think three point one. Uh, so you can get this through the market right now, and then 3.1 is going to include uh, those movie rentals uh, into and, your device as well. And that's just super smart of, of them just, you know, leveraging these great devices and offering something that's really not that hard to implement. Well, they, they, yeah, yeah. They, really, they really have to catch up to the capabilities yeah. of something like an iPad and what you can do using right. the iTunes. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just about time. So. And, you know, pretty soon, hopefully, you'll be able to purchase movies. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the rentals is is very similar to the iTunes store where you rent it, then you have 30 days. Once you start watching it, yeah. you have, what, 24, 48 hours to watch it. Very, And very you can similar. cache it locally. Yes. So if you're about to get on a plane, you could rent yep. it, cache, store it onto your device, and then the second you start playing it, you have 24 hours. Uh, that's starting, uh, let's see here, I think movie rentals will be on uh, Froyo uh, as well eventually. Um, the the capability should be rolled out in the next couple of weeks. I mean, personally, I didn't expect that at all. Like, I thought that this, that, that announcement was kind of like a, ooh, bonus. You know, like, oh, look at mm -hmm. that. They're stepping up to the media. They're, they're challenging iTunes. But um, uh, it's great to see them making being that aggressive, I guess. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But the one area of the uh, announcements at Google I.O. that I was so pissed that I wasn't there for, and I was <laughs> tweeting to Jason while he was there, while he's giving me the results, was the Google TV updates, mm -hmm. which this is the big thing. I was curious whether, you know, I was really worried that Google TV was going to fall into the Apple TV kind of hobbyist device kind of realm. But um, but it sounds like Google is still dedicated to the platform, and it is it does run Android, so it is valid here to talk about here. Um, so Google TV uh, is going to be getting 3.1. It's going to be getting Honeycomb, including a brand new interface. Which to me, I have a Google TV at home right now. I feel like the device I have was like the beta version. Oh and yeah. After, see, after seeing these screenshots, it's like okay, now they've done it right. Now they've yeah. got yeah, it. Yeah, they've actually yeah. put some more thought into yeah, exactly the usability with the left side panel nav. Yeah. And it just looks like well, a computer screen. What, what cracked me up is that when you would go into like the settings, you'd get that little rectangle that was like straight like a phone orientation. Yeah. And it was like so clear that they just ported Android and had it working on the TV and they just got it out the door. Now mm. it's good to see the interface be thought a little more and, and the UI being a little nicer. And you can see here, you know, like it's a little more TV-esque instead of uh, just Android on a TV. Um, so that's uh, that's going to be an over-the-air update for the existing devices. And uh, new devices are going to be rolling out from Logitech. Samsung, Sony, and Vizio this summer. So be on the lookout. If you don't have a Google TV yet, you're thinking about it on the fence, these new devices, the new software might be uh, an opportunity to jump on board. Um, but what's got me super excited is that Google TV is going to get the Android Marketplace, which is yeah. super nice. cool. Yeah, talk, you know, well, what so kind we'll of apps do you think we're really going to purchase, though, from, the, from Google TV? What do MLB you, what app. Do you MLB app first purchase right out of the so gate. So you're talking like entertainment apps, really? Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think you're gonna you're gonna see. Well, I think it's gonna start off entertainment apps. You're gonna see like in that screenshot we saw there was Flickster and like TNT and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But they already have the Twitter app which they're offering there. So what you're gonna see is you're gonna see more entertainment based apps, but then you're gonna see apps that are bridging the gap between. TV and the computer, and I think things like Twitter, you'll probably see Facebook, you'll probably see um, some sort of Amazon thing, I wouldn't be surprised. 
Um, I mean, there I'll is Frogger on there, so it looks like there's right. going to be some games, Yeah, there will too. definitely be yeah. games as well. Yeah. I mean, I think, when you think about it this way, because we went to the, uh, the, uh, the market uh, discussion as well as the Google TV discussion. Mm -hmm. And it really seemed like at the Google TV discussion, they were talking all about, you know, as developers, you guys should really think of this as yet another extension for your app that you already have. And mm -hmm. then in the market, they're talking about making your apps available on as many devices as possible. Exactly. So really, you take, you know, the a large percentage of the apps that already exist in the market, and those developers can now start thinking, all right, well, how do I, how do I make this valuable on you know, the, what do they call it? The 10-foot experience or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it's called. Uh, how do you make this valuable? And, you know, some of them are probably going to fall flat on their face and be like, why would I want to do that sitting on a couch looking at my TV? But I don't know. I, I'm really curious to see how they kind of extend it out and create things that we aren't thinking about right now, reasons why we might want to use these apps. Uh, we've, been talk, we've been talking for 20 years about convergence and the computer and the TV will merge into one. And I really think this is the most, probably the most aggressive step by any of the technology companies to do that yeah. i mean you get you get an email client on there you're sitting on the couch you get a ping you get an email you pause the game you pull up that email you quickly dash off a reply go back to watching it you never get off the, off the couch that's pretty cool mm -hmm. so um and because we're all lazy and couch potatoes but still. yeah i know um, i'm lazy yeah I'm very lazy. I'm very lazy. Uh, yeah, I, I was questioning whether or not Google TV was dead, and I, I'm not convinced yet. So we'll see if this res resuscitates it, if people, you know, gravitate to it, if the apps are uh, usable, that kind of thing. Well, and also, also this... You know, you think about it this way, when Android came out, it took a long time for it apps did. to be developed for it. Yep. It took a long time for the experience mm -hmm. to be kind of hashed out in a way that people that that people craved it, you know, mm -hmm. other than the early adopters. Now yeah. you have tablets coming out with Android and we're kind of in that weird little region where you see the potential and there's a few apps out there, but like like you, you were complaining about earlier and you probably will talk about eventually, mm -hmm. I mean, it's hard to think that the Android tablet matches the iPad right now, right point now. for point. Mm -hmm. And Google TV is just yet another extension of mm -hmm. that. I have to imagine that in a couple of years, they will have learned a lot of lessons. And well, I also, mean, but, I mean, the Apple TV is kind of competing to yeah. a certain degree in that realm. So they certainly have uh, reasons to continue the fight. Exactly. You know? But if you, if you take that comparison even further, not to get always Apple, Google, like we always seem to end up in comparing Absolutely. Apple and Google. Yeah, and, and, and I don't want to be that. conscious of that because I don't want the audience to be like, oh, you're always hating on Apple. Yeah. But if you give me an Apple TV or a Google TV, I think the Google TV is the more powerful device right now. They, they really because the of its version, search yeah, capabilities. Because of the search, because of just the inter, the the interaction, the interface, the 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 keyboard ability. Whether you're using the remote or the app that I showed on uh, show a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. um, Apple TV. They really dumbed it down with the latest version. If you ask me, they really made it you know like more like yeah. a Roku box, which is not very you know just a couple of buttons, and it's not very it, it's not very expansive in terms of its functionality. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, I I see a lot of potential with the Google TV. I hope it doesn't die. Which, by the way, the API for the uh, remote has been released. So oh, that's I know right. It's love, been open source. I right. know you love your Google TV remote, Ron, yeah. but there might be better ones coming into the App Store from the developers. So I'll gladly check them all out. I will try them all. I'll be the remote guy. Okay, well, moving on. Ice cream sandwich was talked about at the keynote. I think it's also, let's note that we're talking about the keynote from the very first day. We might talk a little bit about Chrome, but really... For yeah. our show, yeah. we're really more concerned more about the first day's keynote. Uh, so Ice Cream Sandwich is the uh, next OS, and it's meant to bridge the gap between all devices. It's uh, work designed to help reduce 
Fragmentation, big capital F. Uh, all of Honeycomb UI features will be in that uh, holographic UI, app launcher, multitasking, rich widgets, etc. Uh, and they're also going to expand NFC. And we have a little bit of video yeah. from a session we weren't actually in that kind of shows this um, expansion of NFC, right, Jason? Yeah. So basically, uh, it, what they're what they're working on for Ice Cream Sandwich is one of the features is called zero click sharing. And essentially, what it is, it's it's bump. Uh, mm -hmm. Bump technology, for lack of a better word, <laughs> using NFC. So you're on your phone, you're watching a video, you bump, you know, another NFC-enabled device, and it automatically picks up where, playing from where you left off on that device. Or you have a piece of media like a file or a video or something that you want to yeah. share with someone. Mm -hmm. You bump the devices, and through the magic of uh, near-field communication, mm -hmm. it transfers that file from one to the other. So, and that's going to be embedded into the OS specifically. Yeah. That feature, mm -hmm. not requiring an app, which in my opinion is always kind of the downside of, of that kind of stuff. Like I, I, I remember when I first got my Android, there was some app and I can't remember the name, maybe it was Bump, but it, you know, it claimed to do just that thing. I was like, wow, that's a really cool idea. Well, you have to have everybody having that app yeah. then for that to be really yeah. useful. I mean, yeah. you don't just run into someone and expect that they have that particular app installed. So if it's built into the OS, that's pretty cool. I like that. Uh, Ice Cream Sandwich is supposedly going to release in the fourth quarter of this year. And uh, Andy Rubin was in a press uh, conference, not at the keynote um, later that day. And there was some rumors that he kind of slipped that there will be another Nexus device also at the end of the year. I, I wouldn't be surprised by that, that at would all. Be, I would, yeah, given, yeah, given the history of the Nexus One and then the, the Nexus S, uh, that mm -hmm. seems about right at uh, the end of this year. So, All right, so the next thing that, uh, that we want to talk about, which is really exciting, is uh, Android Music, which was our music beta by Google, I guess would be the actual name. And they, uh, they launched this and teased it out at the keynote. Uh, mm -hmm. Everybody, anybody who was attending I.O., uh, was invited to get into the beta immediately. And uh, the app is available now. There's a new music beta app. And it's funny how I totally missed this aspect of it. I was like, oh, I guess I guess they're not rolling it out to our phones because you never had to download a music app for your phone before. It's kind of the same thing that they did, I think, with Gmail months and months ago where they wanted to be able to, to iterate and revise Gmail rapidly. And so they ended up creating an app that you could download and it gets updated instead of it being updated with your OS. Well, they've done the same thing for music. So if you go to the Android Music Store or uh, Android Market, you can download a new version of the music app, and it has a lot of cool stuff. Oh, and you're showing it right now. Let me mm -hmm. cut over to Eileen, who happens to be showing it off. Um, so this is the new music app. Uh, it's the app itself. On my phone, it runs a little slow, but I know it's just my phone. Uh, it's <laughs> it's pretty slick. I really like it a lot. I think the the UI changes that they made and the playlist management and all all the work that they put into it um, is is great. It looks nice, and I'm happy to use this until I find something that I don't like about it. Um, <laughs> but I think even bigger than that is the uh, added functionality of uploading your music to the cloud and. Um, I think they said that they're starting with 20,000, is it, no, what is it, 20,000 songs? Is the limit, yeah. 20,000 songs. Okay, think about that. 20,000 <laughs> songs, that's a ridiculous amount that's of a music. Lot. I'm pulling up my iTunes right now to see how many songs I have. I heard that number, and initially yeah. I was like, oh, I've totally got more than that. I think I've got like 6,500 songs. Like, yeah. I don't know how that happened. It's but. funny. It's funny because comparing because a couple of like a month ago or whatever when Amazon launched their service and we all and I was one of the people who freaked out over the the storage uh, size restriction where Amazon went by megabytes and where Google's going by songs. Um, so yeah, according yeah, to my exactly. according to my iTunes, I have fourteen thousand songs. 
So oh. I, I would I would even be able to fit in here. Yeah, yeah you got a good. library on you, sir. I do, I do. So that, now you see why I was complaining about Amazon because it's yeah. like I have what I have seventy-seven gig worth of worth of music. This is on my laptop and my external hard drive. I don't even know it's on my my desktop. But yeah. um, yeah. So I mean, so right now looking at Google versus Amazon, I'm going to go Google Music if I get into the beta. Yeah. So because I, I, I quickly updated the app and then I was like, oh, and it didn't look any different. And then I went to the website. I'm like, I have to sign up. I was so disappointed. Well, so. the beta. Um, is is great for a start um one of the things that they touted was pinning your music so um you have a music and a song and then you could possibly uh oops you could possibly play it offline just like you could do with um sites like rdo you know um because essentially this is all in the cloud so if you don't have a connection you can't get to it um right now i don't really see um any of my songs being able to be pinned this is their term that they're using pinning uh chrome but, like chrome you can pin a web page to the desktop that sort of thing so yeah it looks like i mean i think they're i'm i'm guessing they're eventually going to roll that out i don't know if there's there's an issue with that i'm just noticing that you can't when, when you sign up for the beta um at least when we sign up for the beta, you have options to get some free songs. Google offered a bunch of free songs in various categories. Mm -hmm. You could check the categories that you want. I've so all of, those all, of muse, all of those songs um, that they give out, you can actually pin to your device currently. But the songs that I uploaded, I uploaded like 4,500 songs. None of them are, are capable of pinning right now. And I don't know... You know, you were asking me, Jason, is, is all your music still uploading? I think I'm done. Yeah, and it only I mean, took like half a day. Um, so I'm, I'm not quite sure, uh, maybe that's a bug on my end or whatever, but I don't see any pinning available I'm, yet. I'm trying to pin myself and it's not working Yeah, as well. it, I'm, I'm, I'm I pretty sure it's only for the this, option for it. I don't know if that's a label thing. I mean, they're basically doing this without any licensing from any of the labels. They're going a la Amazon, just going for it because it, their, their deals broke down. Mm -hmm. Good. So, should, I'm glad they are. That shows that, 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 cause the thing is, it's great to get those deals, but they don't need to. You know, like you can do this solution, you can do this uploading, and I believe they're doing um, like uh, file size matching or like audio analysis when you upload it. Mm. Uh, you know, it's, and and which is really, I mean, Google's going to be smart with their approach to it. So I'm, I can't wait to get into this beta because I'll totally embrace it. So. What do you mean? I haven't heard about that. So there, so you upload a music and it analyzes it and matches. It's analyzing it the file size to confirm have. that it's it's the song that you're saying you uploaded. Oh, oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens if you take a if you if like because and uh, qu quite often that's a, that's a problem with like live versions or things like that you know like because song matching and, and things like that become com complex. Mm -hmm. But what that's important is that a lot of people might be uploading stuff and naming it differently, trying to game it or whatever, and they're doing some level of checking whether the labels make them need to or not. That's another story, but right, um, right. it's interesting that there's there's more technology going on than a simple just an upload. Oh okay. wait a minute, I just pinned something. Oh wait a minute, I, I just pinned Adele. Now, is Adele something that you had in your library? Yes, this is something I had in my library. It's funny, I had to go into albums to do that. I don't think I can do it individually with songs. Maybe that was the issue. Oh, interesting. Weird. So you can pin albums, not songs. Can you pin a playlist? Can you make a playlist and pin um, it? Um, let me see. Playlist. Yes, I, I can pin a playlist. Awesome. Ah, I see the pin. The little pins on the. You side. see that there? Yeah. Oh, let's see if I can do this better. Cool. I so I guess what I was so trying. Oops. I guess what I was trying to do was um, pin individual songs, and that wasn't. Happening. Well, that's strange that you can't do that yet. I have to imagine that's an oversight. Well, why would you want to pin a, an individual song? I mean, imagine an album or a playlist makes well, more sense. Because I only have, if you see, um, I only well, just have. Because your library is so small, doesn't I mean only, <laughs> I only have seven gigs free. 
Right, so yeah. I want to be selective. It, tell, it yeah. tells me, which is really cool, that you only have seven gigs free on your um, on your phone. So oh, that's cool. Okay. You know, I don't want well, we to... we figured something out then. Yeah. Along those lines, it just sounded weird that they wouldn't allow you to do it with your own music. Because well, then conceivably, the people that weren't let in early and didn't get free music from Google couldn't pin anything because yeah. it's all uploaded from them. So that's I guess a you weird. just have to do it. Oh, look, you could do it by artist. So you could do it by artist, by albums, by playlist. Can you do it by genre? No. Not by genre or song. <laughs> Take an entire genre, entire indie genre, and pin it to your so, device. Okay, I don't know why cool. you shouldn't be able to do that, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll if, probably add it later. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right. I'm uh, but anyway, so the, so the app is, uh, you can download the app, even if you aren't in on the cloud, the music beta cloud uh, service. And then, uh, let's see here, where is that? That's music.google.com slash music. I don't know why the slash music is necessary, but it seems to be necessary. Uh, and there's a link there to get the Android app and to subscribe for the beta. What the cost will be, because it's free right now to do all this, what the cost will be is anybody's guess. I have to imagine with 20,000 songs at an upward limit, like it's it's got to be you know staged or stepped with the amount of, of music that you store there and... I don't know. I, it's got to be cheap for, for people to stick with it after using it for free for so long. But it's very compelling, I think. To, did they, did it's compelling for me in the sense that I don't have to choose, pick and choose. I can just go, here, have all of my music. You know, that's cool. Did they say when they're going to start opening up people to the beta? Just curious. God, I, don't I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> You know, it was one of those elusive, like, uh, in the coming weeks yeah. things. So They're working on it. Yeah. That, that, that's, that, that's something I heard a lot. They're working on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. All right. Let's move on from uh, All right. From so that. another neat little thing, just real quickly to mention, is that they um, they also announced Android at Home, which is somewhat interesting and caused us to, you know, kind of scratch our heads a little bit. Mm -hmm. But uh, basically, it looks like they're going after that, the whole XE kind of home automation marketplace, mm -hmm. um, using Android to through a framework to control wireless communication between the objects in your house. So you can have a your Motorola Zoom tablet control the lighting in your house or control any other sort of electronic, devi electronic devices that are hooked up to other wireless controllers. Um, so it's pretty interesting. And they also, um, based on that, they demoed a uh, home theater setup called Project Tungsten, which is a, you know, a nice little technology name there. Um, but basically, it's a whole home theater speaker system that's all controlled via Android and using a tablet as the main kind of control base. Um, and just showing that the Android isn't just the phone operating system. It can be, you know, phone, tablet, TV, home automation. It's really a new operating system to operate any wireless communication. Yeah, so, they they uh, controlled lights in the uh, in this the uh, the keynote room. <laughs> It's not called a keynote room. Whatever. Where we were well, at, yeah, they controlled yeah. all the lights. And uh, they also used the Project Tungst Tungsten. One of their demonstrations was to take a CD case that was NFC enabled, flash it in front of Project Tungsten, and it automatically recognized what the CD was and started playing it. Although it started playing it like in the middle of the song. Yeah, I was, <laughs> like, what if was you like, wanted to pick a song? You didn't want that yeah. song to come up. Ding. Obviously, I mean, it was a you... proof of concept. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> like... But but I, I think it's it's interesting, and I, I would imagine most people didn't expect that they were going to come out in this keynote and say, hey, why don't you use your Android device to uh, control everything? Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Which is awesome. And, and, and uh, CYBYL in the chat room, Cybill or whatever, said it reminded him of the uh, 1950s Disney Home of the Future. And that's totally what <laughs> I was thinking so of. It's so true. It's so, so yeah, which is great true. because we all wanted that Home of the Future. And so, yes, Google, give it to me because Microsoft failed.
So, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went, I was at, um, I went up to Redmond a couple of years ago when I was at an old job, and I went to Microsoft, and they had a whole house built inside their campus that was all controlled via Microsoft. Uh, this whole, this whole concept, like home automation, mm-hmm. and we haven't seen any of those products reach no. marketplace, the marketplace yet. So, um, you know, if Google can do it with Android, awesome, because that home automation is fun. So, dorky fun, but it's fun. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the last two. Um, uh, initiatives that uh, we're going to highlight, I think, got the largest applause in the keynote. Uh, the first being uh, Android Open Accessory. Well, aside from the free free tablet. Well, <laughs> aside from the free <laughs> giveaway that we got. Yeah. Uh, so, Android Open Accessory, we have a little bit of video here um, of the bike, right? So, yeah. basically, uh, the uh, what's interesting is that the devs are going to be given the Android Open Accessory kit consists of a software API that allows programmers to interact with the accessory controller, uh, like a piece of demo hardware that allows connections and communications from the software API connecting to or build into the USB accessory device. So, as you can see here, uh, if you're watching in the video, uh, they're connecting the phone to the actual uh, exercise bike. And, and that's then cool. you're playing a game while you're riding the bike. Oh, 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 I remember this thing crashed. Poor Android yeah. guy crashed. <laughs> Um, and it just recognizes your phone just by the connection. Uh, the other thing that everybody was like freaking out about was the Xbox controller. Yeah, you know, they did a close that. up of an Xbox controller controlling a game on on uh, on, on the phone. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's very cool. So, um, I again like Android Home. They want Android in everything, which is. Um, I don't know. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, yeah. kind of thinking USB. out of the box of what you could use it. You know, just on your phone or your tablet or whatever, or your, even your TV. It's it's they want it everywhere. Yeah, all all sorts of peripherals, and uh, of course, devs were very excited to get their hands on that kit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, oh, sorry. Oh no, no. I was gonna say, yeah, no, it looks great. And for right. me, I thought the thing that got me was the cameras and all like media devices and things oh, like that. Being able yeah. to, you know, mm-hmm. being able to plug in a device to your tablet and get data off of that device onto the tablet. Oh, mm-hmm. that's great. Oh, right. Yeah, that's, you know, because you know, again, can't do that with an iPad. You know, so it's like yeah. it, it's it's extending the the Android tablet to be more of a computing device. So yeah. absolutely, the uh, the part where um, they had uh, the facial recognition or or the voice recognition. Oh yeah, so, I forgot about so that. So they've got the the zoom and someone's talking in front of the camera, and then as soon as the next person starts talking, it automatically moves the camera to visualize that person that's talking. I just thought, you know, movements like that was pretty... Yeah, pretty and it also had some facial recognition where mm-hmm. a guy stood in front of it and it actually determined what his mouth, where his mouth was and mm-hmm. did, uh, like, visual distortion, you know, like making it really big or making it really small, <laughs> yeah. his eyes really small, those, those goofy little camera tricks or whatever. But it was interesting in the sense that it was recognizing where that was on him and following him around as he kind of moved around. And yeah. I mean, those, those uh, demonstrations were a little glitchy, like you saw little jumps and everything, but they were a really good indication of what you could do yeah. if, if you wanted to, to take the time and energy to do that. Um, another thing that I, that I was really excited about was this, uh, the, their talk about anti-fragmentation, creating an alliance. Uh, and Electronista uh, put it well. They said, a formal group to establish guidelines for both how quickly Android devices would get updated after new releases as well as guaranteed time frame during which they would get updates. Members of the program uh, promised to would be promising to keep upgrading devices for at least 18 months after they're released if the hardware allows. If the hardware allows, which is kind of <laughs> the, the sticky part, I guess. HTC, LG, Motorola, Samsung, Sony Ericsson, as well as the major U.S. wireless providers are all on board 
at this time. So that's kind of exciting. They yeah. kind of came out and, and I mean, they didn't really give you a whole lot here. No. They just said, we're going to do something about it. And we've got these people agreeing, you know, these companies agreeing to work with us on it. But at least they're kind of stepping out in front of it and saying, all right, this is a big deal. This is something that exactly. we have to take care of. It is a problem. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Thank goodness. Okay. Um, yeah, those were all the sort of the big announcement in the Android keynote. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, I guess it's time for hardware because then we yeah. get to our big Oprah moment. That's right. All right. 5,000 people got these. Special edition 10.1 uh, Galaxy Tab, right, Jason? That's you right. Here, that uh, let's see. the little Android guys in the back, right? The limited yeah, edition. Yeah, yeah. You can probably see it. Uh, Jason uh, will probably yeah, show it. Pull up. Too bright. Yeah. <laughs> here. Um, can you flip it over if we see the. Um, oh, so yeah. yeah so guys. Samsung yeah, Galaxy Tab 10.1. Uh, I guess they do this at all Google I/O, but they uh, have this little graphic on the back of little androids marching along, and in the nor the real version is just going to be plain white, but. Um, but yeah, so I mean, my first impression, because I've never owned a tablet, is yay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's a nice it's a nice tablet. You know, the, my complaint with the Zoom when I had it was that it was really heavy, and this thing is absolutely not heavy. I mean, it's pretty yeah. light. It's super thin. Uh, it doesn't really feel like delicate to me. No. I mean, I mean, I'm very careful with it, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it doesn't feel uh, like I could snap it in half if I, you know, if I accidentally bent it the wrong way. Um, super slick. I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of, like I've said after my time with the Zoom, I'm still trying to find when I choose to use it. Like, mm -hmm. what are the reasons that I pull this out instead of going to my phone or my laptop or whatever? I think... Well, for me, I don't know about you, Ron, but tablet-wise, I always use it as an uh, entertainment device. Media, reading, uh, quick browsing. But, I mean, this 10.1 size, is just, it's so optimized for 16.9 uh, videos. I cannot wait yeah. to, to actually watch uh, movies on this thing. Yeah, uh, HD movies on this. Yeah, for, for me, the tablets have been mainly travel, have been, um, but it's interesting because I've been experimenting over the past couple of weeks. I've been traveling a lot, so I've been taking the taking the tablets on the plane and trying mm -hmm. to take that out as opposed to my laptop, and it's been great. It's been seamless, whether reading, you know, through the Kindle app or watching video or anything like that. But then I, I started bringing uh, uh, the Zoom, I brought the Zoom, I was in New York last week, I brought the Zoom on meetings instead of my laptop. Oh. And I had, and I was going, I was, you know, doing, you know, day-to-day -day work stuff and I had screenshots of stuff we were doing. I just showed it to them on my tablet and it was so much easier to do. Um, and then about two weeks ago, I was at a press conference in San Francisco um, for a, a, a gay, an, an MMO launch that was, that was announced in San Francisco. And I was live blogging the event from the Zoom. So wow. it, it, it worked in the field. I mean, there was Wi-Fi at the restaurant, so that was that, you know, it's not like I need to worry about the connection or anything like that, but I was able to go to my site, go to my content management system, be live updating the the, uh, the event and, and publish it, and it was, you know, it worked in the field test. So um, so that was kind of neat. So it's while, yes, it starts, like my instinct is an entertainment device, I'm trying to adapt it into a productivity device, and it's working pretty well. So wow. I, I mean, I, I'm realizing that I would probably use it more as productivity than I would it yep. as entertainment. Really? Wow. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why that is. I like I, my initial instinct was, oh, cool! I use this during TNT prep, and I quickly realized that, yeah, Google Docs on a tablet just still isn't there. They really need to figure no, that yeah. out. It's such a pain in the butt. But um, 
but I mean, games are actually really cool on this. Uh, I I might actually play more games now as a result of it. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a lot of fun uh, just having the touch interface and actually downloading games that I've played on a regular phone, on, you know, on my Droid, and then bringing it into here and yeah. seeing how it plays and just being like, wow, okay, this blows it away. Like, absolutely, it's so much nicer. Yeah, um, so this is, um, you know, you were telling me, Jason, it is lighter than the iPad. And I, was, I was holding both, iPad 2, I should say, and I was holding right. both, and I, I thought it was maybe a tiny bit heavier, but you're saying 1. it's 1.24 pounds compared okay. to iPad 2's 1.32. So very, very minimal difference there, but it is, um, and it's a 1280 by 800 screen compared to iPad 2's 1024 by 768. It's a dual-core 1 gigahertz Tegra 2. Uh, processor and there's a front and back camera. Uh, I assume yeah, that eventually we'd camera. be able to do Skype, you know, on this. Eventually, I don't think it works yet. There's a lot of cameras, apps that aren't really optimized and don't work well yet with this device. But I'm just yeah. assuming that that's just a um, an upgrade it's, away. Yeah. Um, and the the other thing, the stock browser was quite buggy. I had to download uh, Opera because it just wasn't. Uh, oh really? Yeah, it wasn't. I haven't had any problems me. with this stock I, it browser. It wasn't scrolling for me. It was kind of weird and i knew somebody else who was having the same issue as well hmm. uh overall this is a really nice piece of hardware we just need the software we really just yeah. need the apps we need the software it's coming the, the obviously the developers have this in their hands now so i don't know come q4 man there should be some rocking stuff on this thing i'm really excited it, it all takes time of course of course you compare this to the ipad 2 or well i guess the ipad 2 is kind of the front, the front runner right now mm -hmm. and there are things that you can do on the ipad 2 that you can't on here just merely because there isn't as much uh software uh you know, apps created yeah. for. There isn't as much developer backing for this tablet yet, but there wasn't when Android first launched. And yeah. now look at it. It's about to surpass Apple, uh, you know, for a total number of apps in the app store. So... I, I was I was shocked at how thin and light it was. I got to play. I, yeah, I met up right. with somebody after Google I/O on Tuesday and got to play with it. And I and compared to the Zoom, I was like, this is amazing. It like it is so light. So that that that's definitely a competitive factor when looking at the iPad too. Yeah, and I should also quickly mention for our rooting uh, folks out there, mm -hmm. Samsung Galaxy Tab 10.1 already rooted. Uh, using very root easy root instructions. I have not done it yet. I'm probably going to do it. I mean, I'm very used to having certain apps on my on my phone. So why not? Go, Jason. Go, Jason. Yay. Go, Jason. <laughs> so anyways, uh, so that's the uh, Galaxy Tab 10.1. Let's uh, move along. Okay, well, also at uh, Google I.O., we, we, we got to play with a lot of hardware, yeah, which is really cool because we've only read about that. And I think that's sort of like... The next plan in our initiative of this show is to really get hands-on with a lot of these devices so that we can actually finally review them. We took a moment to kind of stop by Sony Ericsson's um, and LG's um, table to take a look at some of the new devices that we've already talked about here. And uh, one of them was the Xperia Play. There it is playing with it yeah um, we both got to kind of play around with the, the play a little was bit. interesting on that what did you think jason uh well you know i actually didn't use the analog uh, I, yeah. uh sensor little circles it the way that you did for me uh when i was playing it um i, I didn't get used to it but, I mean, I barely spent, you know, five minutes with it. Right. Um, I will say that the feel of the device was a lot more solid than I expected. Mm -hmm. I expected to pick the thing up and feel like it was, yeah, like I said earlier, going to snap into two. The, the buttons wouldn't be, you know, solid presses. I mean, you have to, you have to expect that it's going to be different than a regular controller because it's much, much thinner. But I, I liked it, actually. I thought... I, 
I don't know. I thought it was a decent piece yeah. of hardware. Um, and, you know, I played a little Crash Bandicoot on it. Yay! <laughs> yeah, I have to say, fun. a lot of the um, the hardware uh, from Sony was, was pretty solid. Um, so there's the Xperia Play. Should we move on to the Arc? Yeah. Oh, we've got a little audio of me talking to Carl from Sony. Yeah, and here we go. Okay, tell me about the Arc. We're looking at the Arc right now, and I I saw this phone at uh, CES, and I love the design. I think it's it's really great. And you mentioned three things about this camera that you think um, the users out there or consumers will be really interested in, right? Yes, the, I would say the main three things for Xperia uh, Arc would be the design, like you mentioned. It is a state-of-the-art design. You have the amazing screen that is running a Bravia engine to enhance the colors and the richness uh, of all the vivid colors and uh, looking at movies, etc. And then you have the camera. The camera is an amazing camera, 8.1 megapixel camera that has a Sony Exmor R sensor. And the Sony Exmor R sensor has an aperture of 2.4, meaning that it is really great to take pictures in low light uh, environments. And I think those are the key main features. And of course, that is running Gingerbread as well, the latest Android release. And when do we know, um, when is this coming out in the US? Any, t any, any word? Uh, actually, it is already out on the Sony style stores. Uh, and then I cannot comment on uh, customer uh, deals, I would say. Uh, unfortunately, I cannot comment on that today. Um, so you can't comment on the uh, the carrier or anything no, like I, that? I, okay. I cannot comment on the carrier. Uh, those are still discussions ongoing of how we bring it to the market in the US. But I can say that this was the fastest selling smartphone in Japan uh, in history. It was amazing number of phones that was sold on the first day. So that was the Arc, which, uh, you know, I thought was a pretty nice phone. Yeah, I thought um, it was a pretty solid phone. One thing I forgot to mention with the Xperia Play, in a uh, breakout session, a uh, gaming breakout session, a bunch of the developers actually got a free Xperia Play phone, which, um, yeah. lucky them, we didn't go to that <laughs> session. But that's There's okay. no way we would have gone to that no, one. It was like no. C++ yeah. and game. To, yeah. like, you go to some of these sessions, we really would never and, you know, there's a lot of information in these sessions, and you're like, okay, great, I'm understanding, and then they start breaking out Apache. They start breaking yeah. out the developer yeah. speak, and for press at least for me i'm like oh boy eyes glazed they don't really get it uh and then one more question that i had um a lot of people are thinking about upgrading their phones whether or not to go and wait for the dual core versus single core the thing about the sony phones um none of them are dual core all of them have gingerbread so they've got the latest operating system so i asked carl a, a little bit about that so we're here at the sony booth i'm playing with the xperia play and carl is with me hi carl Hi, Aline. I guess we okay, should have so done that on the other yeah. side. I have a lot of questions about dual core, and then our audience has a lot of questions of dual core uh, versus single. And um, what this device is not dual core, yet it's playing amazing games. Uh, the quality is great. The speed is great. What, what is the philosophy over at Sony about dual core? I would say looking at the hardware performance is one aspect of this, but we need to look at the whole complete package in terms of gaming. In terms of gaming, we have built this phone on the chipset from Qualcomm called 8255 that has a Snapdragon 1 GHz processor and Adreno 205 GPU, along with that uh, DDR2 dual-channel memory bus in order to optimize the hardware performance. So looking at the timeline here, when we wanted to launch this device, we thought this was a complete package that would meet all the standards that the user would need in terms of getting a great gaming experience and we mentioned it before uh, of how you measure uh, different performance in gaming and 
there you have three parameters that you would look at. You have the fill rate, uh, you have the triangles per second, and you have the shader performance. And looking at this uh, and the device of Xperia Play, we see that after you hit the roof, when it comes to triangles per second and fill rate, it's actually shader performance that will help the, the gameplay and the user experience in the best possible way. And we have some really great shader performance in this one, and that the shader performance is also then done in the uh, optimization of the GPU, I would say. So it's not only about the dual core processor, it's very much about the, the GPU power as well, I would say. All right. Thank you, yeah. Carl. And, and um, you know, we've got we've gotten this point uh, a few times. We also went to the GDGT uh, event and spoke with a representative of Verizon, and that was my question to him, which mm -hmm. was just like, you know, these are great. The Thunderbolt is is fantastic, but you know, I'm holding out for the dual core. What do you think? It is pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, what can you get now? Do you like what you're getting now? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're playing around with it, does it does it feel like you're you're being throttled or slowed down uh, by any means? Yeah. And uh, if not, then you know why wait? Um, yeah, I don't know if that changes my mind. No, it I doesn't. feel like at this point I've, I've waited long <laughs> enough. Like, I might as well just stick it out for a couple of more months. He's waiting for but, the bionic. Yeah, uh, Carl, um, the uh, representative that we did interview, actually talked about how Sony has given us or given any. Um, user the option uh, with their phones to unlock the boatloader, uh, bootloader, excuse me, um, for advanced developers. Um, so he wrote, actually, he's the one who wrote the, the post about it. Yeah, yeah, he wrote a blog post all about how uh, easy it is to unlock the the bootloader. So uh, that's cool. You know, more more manufacturers uh, kind of paying attention to that side of how people want to use their devices. That's yeah. kind of a, a cool uh, thing that they're doing there. I gotta, skip say, I gotta say, I feel for Carl Eileen. You're a tough interview. It's like you were grilling him there in the first clip. Oh, was were, I grilling like, him? Yeah. What carrier? When is it going to be available? <laughs> <laughs> we 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 left some stuff on the cutting room floor too. I didn't want to yeah. embarrass the guy, but no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to skip right down to NFC because um, we are running a little long right now. Uh, NFC was just basically as a whole a pretty big deal at uh, Google I.O. Actually, Jason Applebaum, who uh, is with Hack5.org, we had Darren Kitchen on last week. Mm -hmm. Jason uh, works with Darren. Uh, he was actually there, and he kind of demonstrated uh, when you when you went to the conference, you got these little NFC stickers in your badges, and they were programmable tags. So essentially, what he just did there is he uh, collected a tag from the NFC card by waving his phone over it, and now he's going to actually program the card to represent whatever you know data information he wants to associate with it. So I don't know how much these were being used at the conference. And actually, towards the end, I asked him if any, because he he totally went out of his way and like created that QR code and programmed his NFC and put it front <laughs> and center on his badge so that you know it would be visible. And I think he just he said he used it like maybe once or twice that and somebody actually used it. it. No one was doing yeah. it. So I don't know what that says about NFC. I mean, really, when you think about NFC as a technology and wh how available it is or how unavailable it actually is mm -hmm. right now, mm -hmm. it's really only in the Nexus S, right? Is it? No. Yeah, no. I, I, I think it's in another device. I think it's not just the Nexus S. I, I forget. There's I gotta one check, more right? device. I can't yeah, I think there's one more is. device that has it. I, I just don't think we can wrap our heads around it yet. 
Like yeah. I don't think we've seen the, the 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 application of it that's like yes that's what it's for. I know the potential for that is there, but I think as a society we're not quite sure exactly what this means. Yeah. Well <laughs> then. Well then, how about this? We talked about earlier the uh, the ice cream sandwich yeah. functionality of bumping media. Although now I can't. I just have bump like permanently attached <laughs> in my wow, brain. Wow, they I, win. I know, right? Uh, well, we went to the Double Twist booth and they actually showed off their uh, Double Tap, which isn't. Is it using NFC? Uh, yes. Yes. And it's so available it's, now. And it's available now. So this would be an app version of what you would do with NFC, essentially tapping two phones together, transferring one song to another song. And that's kind of, of course, he was not logged into Bluetooth on that second phone. That's what you see there. He has to actually yeah. activate Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah. But essentially allowing you to take a song that you have on your device, bump it up to another, and transfer the song over. So uh there's, there's an application. Yeah, I think a lot yeah. of people are curious. I mean, if you go onto the YouTube uh, site under Google Developers and you look at all of the archived sessions and keynote, obviously the keynotes are big, even the Jane's Addiction uh, concert was big. But one of the biggest um, uh, viewed session was uh, How to NFC at 50K views right now. Um, yeah. So people are curious. People want to know. Actually, yeah. we didn't get to go to that session, so I'm actually going to watch that um, later on. So watch it on your uh, holiday. I will on your vacation. Will. All right, uh, let's uh, move this boat along and go to apps. All right, so uh, I like that beat. That beat's good. I like that. Good groove. Oh man, yeah. what was that? I can't remember. <laughs> Put on the spot, but uh, that was created by a fan. We thank you immensely for that. Yeah, awesome. I did. Um, so let's see here. We are moving on to the Android market. Essentially, there have been some changes to the Android market that you can find on the web right now. Just different ways that you can uh, find, you know, things that are up and coming, things that are new. They they explained it really well, just in the sense that with the new categories like trending, top new paid, top new free, top grossing, allow you to very uh, find finally pinpoint uh, exactly, you know, at what point uh, that an app, you know, is, is trending. Is it an all-time winner or is it in the past 24 hours, you know, and just added to the market, what is the best one in, in that category? So there's also all sorts of different ways that you can find apps in the market. And then at this, um, at the market uh, talk, they very briefly flashed a few screenshots that I later, I didn't take pictures of, but I later had to hunt down. But if you want to see the changes coming to your phone, this is kind of what the uh, market is going to look like very soon. They've completely redesigned the look of the market. They've put the videos and screenshots up at the top, front and center. They've just kind of cleaned it up and, and given it a, a kind of an easier feel, and they kind of demonstrated uh, how you interact with it. But uh, kind of cool stuff uh, because, you know, everybody uses the Android market at least at one point or another on their it, phone. It looks like it, it looks a lot more like the uh, Zoom market. The, yeah, the market it kind of does, actually. Yeah, kind of tile-ish. Yeah. yeah, so. Yeah, so, uh, so anyways, so uh, be on the lookout for that. Cool. Um, but the, probably the biggest app news that hit this week, not having anything to do with Google I.O., I don't yeah. think, uh, yeah. was the fact that we finally got a Netflix app. Netflix app. So amazing. Uh, Netflix finally launched their Android app uh, for if you have the right phone. Uh, I think it supports <laughs> I think it supports five uh, five different devices. Um, uh, the Nexus S, the, oh, I'm trying to remember exactly off the top of my head. The Evo. Um, yeah, the Evo. Pretty much the high end. The, the ones that are running the latest OS. 
Here it is. Actually, so the, the Incredible too, which is yeah, the uh, HTC sorry, Incredible. The, yeah, yeah, the HTC Incredible, the Nexus One, the Evo 4G, the HTC G2, and the Samsung Nexus S. Um, so interesting that the Nexus One it still works. I, I was surprised by that one. Um, but so really, it's you know, it's an official Netflix app. You can get access to your queue. You can. When I loaded it up, it it had waiting for me on the homepage. The last thing I watched and a, and a call to action to resume watching it. Yep. Because yeah. I, I stopped in the middle of a movie and I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. So you can um you can you get your homepage where they do a lot of recommendations for you. Uh, they you can search by you can browse by genre. You can do a direct search and then you can uh get to your your uh your instant queue. What's I thought was interesting. No mention at all of your um, of your DVDs, of your queue, of your like your like snail mail queue, anywhere in the app, mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting. So it's totally focused on streaming, and just shows what they see as the future of Netflix is the is the streaming option. So it yeah. looks really good too. I think the streaming, at least on our phones, um, you know, is pretty decent. Here I'm showing Kick Ass right yeah, now, which is big, old, new big old battle scene, which. Um, is new in the uh, instant streaming, so yep. um, de decent quality. <sighs> I'm sad. You why? why? I'm sad because I have the original Motorola Droid. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, is that oh, Netflix? He went there. Is that, is that resume? The last thing I watched, which unfortunately watch? was Sons of Anarchy, that I only made it halfway through, and I was like, yeah, I don't like that. How? <laughs> how are you doing this? Oh wait. Uh, yeah, it's the thing is, it works. Yeah. It's really slow, <laughs> but it works. <laughs> doesn't matter once the video starts playing, uh, which it will, and it did for me last night. And oh, oh it crashed. No, no, no. It was just a wait. See, oh, it's really? really slow. Here we go. Yeah, Here we go. Waiting for it. Waiting for it. Yeah, so while I'm uh, biding time waiting for my slow phone to catch up with me, uh, oh, of course. Yeah, well, there we go. Blah, blah. Anyways, you should just know you. that uh, it does work eventually. And uh, you can find the information at Android Central on how to get it working on a Droid X, Droid 2, and the OG Droid as well. And I bet you anything it's going to start working for me just as soon as I put it down. Yeah, <laughs> It worked but for so, me last night. I watched like a few minutes. So, so I mean, everybody, everybody who's a Netflix user who's on Android's dream finally came true. A way to access all that content and watch it on the go. I, I, it's, it's going to change my traveling plans yeah. now forever. Yeah, it's great. So it'll be, yeah. it'll be awesome when it's finally optimized for the tablet too, because that's, yes, that's, that's the what first I, thing oh, I that's did. That's the next thing. Yeah. I absolutely. installed it on my phone and then I ran to the zoom and I went and I, I typed, I'm like, is it there? And it's not, it didn't even come up in the search results. Yeah. So yeah. Won't. Won't, won't. All right. Well, we, uh, we need to take a break here. So let's thank our sponsors, Trimtonic at Trimtonic.com. Trimtonic is a natural appetite suppressant tonic that takes the edge off of being hungry. Uh, what makes Trimtonic unique is that it uses no stimulants to get this effect, no, act, no uh, caffeine, no hudia. Instead, it has eight active ingredients, some of which have clinically studies, clinical studies showing their ability to curb appetite and reduce body fat. The three main ingredients are Akron, Visaspora, Hervingia Gabonensis, seed extracts you know those we've all we're all familiar with those both of which are tropical plants used in india and africa for curbing appetites and the third is cocoa leaf extract a word that i can actually pronounce be sure to visit www.braintonic with a q dot com for more information enter coupon code twit for a 20 percent discount and we thank them for their support yeah it tastes uh it tastes like punch He's pretty good. I'm actually hungry right now, so I should have I should go into the kitchen and grab one of those. So I'm not hungry, too hungry for that. <laughs> don't don't go right now. You want to know why? Why? Because it's time to jump into the arena to enter. One lives. The Android. 
Arena. Okay, so um, let's see here. First of all, we like to take a look at last week's arena and see how you guys uh, liked what we did. Last week was a little bit more about Rude, and then Eileen, you showed off a game, which mm -hmm. didn't factor into uh, the uh, the voting. But the best Root app from last week, we talked about set CPU for Root users and Wireless Tether, and Darren's app, Wireless Tether, actually wins with 70% of the vote, which is kind of unsurprising, I, I would he say. He was that, pretty confident about that. Yeah, he really, you know, going in, he... He, he, did, he didn't take a whole lot of psyching up. No. Meanwhile, I was over there, like, in the corner, like, reciting to myself, like, you can do it, man. You can do it. <laughs> and he was just, like, you know, arms folded, staring at me menacingly. So uh, so his app wins. You should really check both of them out if you're a root user because they're both very handy. But this week, we're going to do games. We are going to do games. And I guess I'm going first. I want to show you a slide scroller that's about a $1.12 in the marketplace called Stellar Escape. And I'm having a lot of fun playing this, and I don't know how I'm going to play this for you on the camera here. But basically, you are Elliot Black, a courier in the beta sector. But after quite an irrational move, you're forced to flee for your life. This will take you through several different areas of the space station until you finally reach the safety of your ship. So I'm going to start playing him right now. Here he goes. I've been playing. Oh, i got to get underneath there. Jumping in. Jump. Oh, That's crap. Cool. It's hard to play this way. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I bet it go. is off to the side <laughs> like that. And it has the on-screen controls for, yep. for the touchscreen only You only phones. have three lives. I've already passed this level, but it's hard to play yeah, this way. Yeah, it can way. be kind of hard to play sideways. Um, but there seems to be a ton of levels. There's a tutorial. You, you have all your buttons here on how to play. I'm playing a lower level right now just because it's easier well somewhat easier but here we go he's climbing he's jumping i think the graphics are actually pretty cool and it's very responsive i'm having a lot of fun the music's really good it's uh, um, pretty much as a side scroller yep. the all the way through right yep mm -hmm. and then you're supposed to i'm trying to get through the end they're not Do that it. long Win. levels give give folks a spoiler <laughs> maybe i should sound a spoiler alert okay. i don't <laughs> know how long this yeah look at me look at yeah you're on fire uh, I was oh, practicing before the show. Wigging my eyes out. Oh, watching it. oh man, you were so close. I'm pretty so sure after that, close. you would have won. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I would have won too. Uh, anyways, totally we're going to win. There's a, you get three lives. There's various levels. I've barely unlocked them, but I'm having a ton of fun playing. And uh, yeah, you, you could actually see a cool little story about um, why he's fleeing. He's fleeing from some guy who, some alien who wants like total domination. You know, you get all. So that there's stuff. like a story mode, or uh, no, there's not a story. No, mode. just uh, that's just the story of the game. Cool. But uh, I don't know. I'm really enjoying it, and uh, it's challenging and fun, and it's uh, like I said, a, like a buck and change. Nice. Take that. Yeah, a buck, a buck eleven. Escape. Nice. You guys are gonna vote for that one. I know it. Stellar, Stellar escape. escape. That's four and a half <laughs> stars. Four and a half stars in the Android market. That's you know right. how people in the Android market can be. They're rough. Yeah, they're brutal. They're, they're brutal. brutal. <laughs> um, I believe I am next. And I'm, you, you know, I'm not going to show you what I have. I'm just going to, yet, I will show what? you. I will show you eventually. <laughs> um, where Wait, is it? What are you okay. going to show us? I'm just going to let you hear it. Already, my, my app wins. I'm just going to let you hear it here. Oh, yeah? Uh huh. Whoa! 
Yeah. I didn't turn uh-huh. my... Is that what I think it is? It might just be. Here, uh, you won't be able to hear it as well. But yes, it is a port of Duck Hunt. Wow. From the, the NES. I'm going to have to try and play this sideways, too. It's not, an, it's not an emulator. It's an actual port of Duck Hunt. I do wonder, though, what the legalities of this are. Is it created? I, I didn't do any research into the, into the uh, aspect of if this is created by the actual uh, writer of the game or should be in, in the there. But it's in the so marketplace, have, yeah. so I have to imagine it's, it's probably okay. But Duck Hunt, I mean, it's, there it is in it, it, all of its sounds and glory, and I'm really bad at it. But, you know, it's just kind of fun. It's actually, in, in a strange way, it's a perfect touchscreen game because normally you would need a gun. And in this way, you're just kind of using your finger to shoot at the ducks. And, you know, it's, it's harder than uh, you would think it is. Um, but it's just nice to kind of go back in time and, and remember Duck Hunt and to play it and see that little dog snicker. Yes. So that's... <laughs> That's I'm mine. literally installing it on my phone right now, Jason. <laughs> you, you, you've motivated Actually, me. Actually, we were while we were at I/O and we were in the market uh, section uh, or a uh, talk. They had some screenshots up and they were playing around with the market. And I saw it up there. It was like number two on uh, top new or something. I was like, yeah. "Whoa, no way! I wonder if that's like it." No, in fact, it is it. It's not just like it. It is it. So yeah. go get it. Vote for Duck Hunt. You know you want to. Those those sounds just kind of take you back, don't they? And and it's free. I mean, that's great too. Yeah, it's, it's free. free. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah, because that's kind of what I look for when I'm looking for the answers. I'm not a big gamer, and like I hate spending money on games because you never know if you're gonna like it or Week. not. Yeah. So, yeah. So <laughs> it's weak. I know it's weak, but yeah. So duck hunt is great. You should get that if it's free. So <laughs> all right, well, what my, you got? My, my game. I went for something I could do on the Zoom, which is a game I've been obsessed with. I think I mentioned either before we were doing the show a couple weeks ago, or maybe during the show. But uh, it's called Glow Hockey, and you can't you can see it there. Uh, basically, it's air hockey, and it's free in the Android marketplace. And the reason why I like it is because it just it's very bright it's very easy to use you just put your finger over one of those little donuts uh, little controllers and you just hit a puck back and forth and the goal is to score a goal like air hockey mm-hmm. um the reason why i like it is because i don't have a lot of time to play games and so like um i'm often for work i'm on a lot of conference calls and so uh, i used to actually go on a browser or you know orbits had all those like games they used to do banners like hit the baseball and stuff like that so I used to play those during conference calls, but I but those are old and I've gotten tired of them. Now this is great because I sit here on the phone and I'm on my, on my call and I just play air hockey while I'm talking to people, and it's uh and it's it's the kind of non intrusive game that you can do while concentrating on doing something else and talking to someone, mm-hmm. but also have a good time and get competitive and and I've gone up the levels like it's got easy, medium, hard, and insane. And right now I'm up on hard. I haven't gone up to insane yet, but it's like. It's competitive. The uh, the AI is really good. It's really responsive. There we um, go. There yeah. you go. Trying to, yeah. trying to pull it up here. Bah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Here. Let's see if it's I can cool. Get... And you could change the color of your the color of the puck. You could change your color of your, your controller. Um, this really uh, reminds me of the Nintendo Wii air hockey in sports. Is it? Uh, it sounds the same. I think it's very similar to that. I don't think it's the same thing. It's, it's developed by a company called... Uh, what are they called? Uh... Natnai Aritarakul. So, uh, okay. yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like this, actually. Yeah, and you play, you play to seven. Seven points wins. And you get, you get really into it. It's hard to put down. So. Yeah, and the, the, the mechanics of it are work as well, yeah. especially on a tablet. But this is also available on a phone as well. Yeah, it does work on the phone as well. Yeah, true, which is good when I'm on, on the bus or something like that. And yeah. Basically, it just it taps into that inner Pong need. 
You know, like video games started. We all pong. have a pong just, need. Exactly, exactly. So, <laughs> simple, get the job done. It works really well. It never crashes. It's all. It's very fast. Never. It's never sluggish or anything like that. It just works. So, right on. That's all. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you can vote for your favorite game. You can vote for Stellar Escape. Oh. Right now. <laughs> I'm trying oh. to play the music that I didn't play earlier. And then you guys were all playing your music. And That's thought, right. Oh, Our it. games have music. No, mine does too. <laughs> But I was, you know, showing off how much more superior it was in terms of, you know, new it games. It new does games. have superior music, Eileen. Well, you're right. I just meant the game wise. <laughs> Actually, your, your, your song was so much better. Woo! So really vote. Was. However you choose to vote, you can do it. Uh, you can go to poll.cm slash 1286. Poll.cm slash 1286. Oh, man. Sorry. Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, and well. vote for Stellar Escape. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on to our second ad here. This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hey. We talked about them a little earlier. Netflix delivers movies directly to your home, and that saves you time, money, and hassle. That's three great things that it saves you. You can instantly watch thousands of TV episodes and movies stream directly to your PC, your Mac, your Xbox 360, PS3, Nintendo Wii, Roku, tons of devices that support and uh, play Netflix instant streaming. Plus, you can get DVDs by mail in about a business day. You watch as many movies as you want, anytime you want. There are never any late fees or due dates. So, um, what's a what's a movie that we should talk about? Actually, you were showing. I was showing Kick Ass. You were showing Kick Ass. Yeah, well, Kick Ass is great. Yeah, it's a good. It's um, a good book. I'm gonna try and load that up again. I was still playing my game. Sorry, guys. Kick Ass um, is uh, it's the movie adaptation of a comic book that you can actually read on Graphically, which is uh, the company I work for, which was highlighted at Google I/O, right? You guys yes, saw it that's was. right. Yeah, that's you guys right. saw it up on the big screen. We did yeah. not mention that during the Chrome announcement. Uh, yeah. Your your Graphically app was featured on stage. It was really impressive. There she is. But Kick here ass. we have Kick-Ass. Well, there we go. And it's yeah. widescreen glory. I mean, we've I didn't been know this is on, I didn't know this was on Netflix when I saw that. I was like, oh, add to queue. Even though I have it on Blu-ray, but whatever. So. Yeah, we've been teasing. <laughs> we've been kind of talking about when they have the Android app, you're going to want Netflix. Well, here it is. Well, here it is. We should add that to the uh, Netflix copy. Um, so you can watch this movie uh, or you can choose from thousands of TV episodes and other movies when you register for a free trial membership. Go to Netflix.com slash twit. Be sure to sign up for your free trial there. That's Netflix.com slash twit. And we thank Netflix for their support of twit and all about Android. So awesome. Well, we don't have any voicemails this week. Uh, we knew that we were going to run a little bit long, so we're going to yeah. leave it to just a few emails. And uh, Eileen, why don't you take the first one? Oh, okay. Uh, hey, guys. This is from Rob. First, let me say I'm loving the show. Very fun and entertaining. Thank you very much, uh, Rob. I've been an iPhone user for a while now, and I'm looking to make the jump to Android. Here's my dilemma. I've got the opportunity to get a Nexus S4G from Sprint at a really low monthly rate at about 65 bucks a month for 750 anytime minutes and unlimited text and data thanks to a corporate discount. Hello. I don't know if I should pull the trigger on a Nexus S with this really low monthly rate or wait until some more dual core Android phones come out. We talked heard a little bit of that discussion about dual core up earlier in the show. Um, the problem is that if I get a newer phone, I'll be paying a lot more per month, but I'll have a cooler phone. Really? Is it really cooler? Uh, what am I leaving on the table if I jump in and get the Nexus now? Should I just take advantage of my corporate discount now? Any advice you can provide would be much appreciated. <sighs> I don't know. I, I, that corporate discount is pretty sweet. Yeah. You know how, you know how I feel about it. I feel, hey, you only Say live it. once. 
You only live once. The world can end tomorrow. Use that corporate discount, get the phone, and then use it and enjoy it. And when you're ready to upgrade to a new phone, hopefully you'll have another corporate discount or get another phone. If you spend your whole life looking what's yeah. on the horizon, you'll never live. Get out and live. That's what I'm telling you, Rob. Go do it. And Rob, you know, you get <laughs> NFC with that Nexus S4, 4G. The <laughs> NFC that everybody doesn't know what they're going to do with. You got it. So, I like the subtle silence know. of Jason just nodding. He's like, yeah, <laughs> I don't really want it. I don't know. I don't know because I totally, the, the rationale, the logic totally works for me. And in my head, I'm like, yes, that makes total sense. But I don't want a single core device. <laughs> oh, it just doesn't make, I, it's, there's something wrong in my brain. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Blame okay. my brain. But uh, I'd say, yeah, go get it. I'll wait. I'll let you, you know how waiting once. is. Live once. That's what I say. You know, yeah. there's always going to be something better. There's Good always going to be yeah, dual core true. phones are going to come out, and then they have quad core phones. Jason, it's like it's never going to end. This is this vicious cycle, this treadmill that we're on now with technology. It's true. He's holding yeah, out true. for the mythical. I'm going to call it the mythical bionic. The, the unicorn phone. The unicorn <laughs> bionic. I'm like, I don't even know. They're going to change it. What they're going to change the Maybe name? Maybe I'm not going to get a bionic. I don't know. Oh. Dude, I'm telling you, get the Casio, that Casio rugged one, whatever it's called. I'm I think that's the phone for you. And you can create polyphonic music on the Casio phone, too. <laughs> it's supposed to be really rugged and tough, yeah. you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying. I, I, hey, I showed off the Samsung Galaxy S2 to you. Yeah. Did you like it or no? Yeah, it was nice. Did you? And that's dual core. And mm -hmm. that's coming out later. Yeah, supposedly is, is that on Verizon? We don't know yet. They couldn't tell me the carrier, but they said this is what the Samsung rec rep said. Well, we're usually on all carriers. I said, Oh, oh. well, you usually. mean as a manufacturer, you have phones that happen well, to be on all carriers, but yeah. this one. I know. Won't I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, all right, that's a here's good a reason for the Casio phone if there ever was one. I just quickly googled uh, Casio Android wow. phone. And the first article was um, from Healthcare IT News. Uh -huh. It says, new Verizon Casio Android smartphone ruggedized for hospital use. So all of your candy striping needs, you can use this phone. So there you go. Hey, you're right. <laughs> I didn't know. There it is. Rugged Android phone. Yep. It's great nice. for hospital use. All yeah, right. So. <laughs> all right. You take the next one, Ron. All right. Our next email uh, comes, uh, comes from the Great Gazoo. Uh, which is interesting. Uh, and he says that he wanted to share some information concerning the downloading of apps to multiple devices at the same account from the Amazon App Store. Um, we talked about this on a, a show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we weren't quite sure as exactly what the legality of whether it was, should be supported or whether it was a bug. We got so many emails about this. But as, as the Great Kazoo tells us, the terms of service in the app does allow for multiple installs as described in point 2.5. Um, it also states that they will limit the number of installs that the developer asked them to. Um, so it's interesting information there. It also states that if an app doesn't specify a terms of use, Amazon's generic terms of use apply, which allow for multiple downloads. So okay. there's there's an answer to that whole question about the multiple downloads uh, on the same you know same account to multiple devices. I mean, um, yeah, and that actually makes sense when you think about the fact that Amazon Prime, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, I know many people who are Amazon Prime members and they share that with their their spouse yeah. or, yeah. you know, yep. I, I, know I do Amazon it. Amazon is amazing. It's amazing. I think it would so. be kind of ridiculous for Amazon to jump in there and say, no, you can't do that. You know, but yep. this, this is just interesting in the sense that it doesn't have to be your spouse. It could really be anyone, yeah. but you'd have to be okay with sharing your Amazon exactly. login in order to do yeah. that. So yeah. maybe they're, but I think it's also that. interesting that it allows the developers to define the number of installs. And if they don't, then it defaults to Amazon's thing. So, you, yeah. you know, look at, you, I'll be curious to see if we see developers actually using that and saying, no, they can only install this twice. Yeah. Mm, I don't know why they do that, but yeah. So. Yeah, right.
All right, and finally, uh, during the same episode, episode six, I believe, with all of the feedback, uh, I put out a little challenge, and some of you uh, went ahead and took me up on it, about the task killer. I said, hey, uninstall the task killer on your Android phone for seven days, see if it makes a difference. And uh, we actually got a decent amount of feedback from people, a few here, one from Danny, just basically saying uh, he still uses it to kill some games, but he didn't have to charge his phone every three hours uh, when he... Sorry, I stuck up, stuck up just installed. <laughs> He's like, I'm, I'm done. What are you doing here? Like, I'm done with the show now. I'm so done with the show. <laughs> I got really excited about Duck Hunt. I'm sorry. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> <bad>. Anyways. <laughs> Nice. Well, you have fun with that. Just uh, mute it. Uh, <laughs> Danny basically said he saw no, a market difference. And also Obsidian Offing uh, said that he took up took us up on the challenge with his MyTouch 4G. And uh, it's been a little over a week. He says he's noticed that his phone seems snappier and he doesn't have as many force closes, which they say happens actually a lot when you have a task manager because it's killing things that it shouldn't be killing. So a couple of people say it worked for them. So maybe uh, more of you will, will try it out. And if you do, let us know what you think. I took the, I took the challenge, Jason. And I oh, got rid of. Yeah, I did, and I haven't noticed a huge difference or not. I have noticed uh -huh. though that now that you mentioned it, I haven't gotten as many force closes as really? I used to get. Okay. Uh, but interestingly enough, I was actually over at Revision Three, and I was shooting an episode of App Judgment, uh, doing an Android review, and I needed to stop an app from running because I wanted yeah. to restart it to get the load screen. And I went instinctively to go do it in the widget, and I couldn't do it. I was like, ah! So I had to go into the settings and stop oh, it. Yeah. So that was a use case that I used to use all the time. Now I don't, but it's fine. It's easy, yeah. So. I suppose it's not a you never have a reason to use a task manager, but I think but, yeah. But you know, I think a lot of people see it as you know, kill anything that that I'm not looking at at this very moment and that could right. have far-reaching consequences well, well, yeah they're, they're giving the they're giving the standard kind of windows os i only right. want to run the applications i need you know because right. my memory I mean, is so right crucial now. that sort of thing we're, it's so ingrained in our heads after years of bad memory management but um but it's interesting because like someone like me who if i want to force stop a uh, an app i can just set up a shortcut that will take me right to that screen in the settings so it's not that it's not that hard a, a, a huge pain if you want to do that it's true. still in the phone so. true true yeah. uh and then very very quickly finally we have uh this <laughs> Quick, this picture mail essentially, and I, I totally forgot to write down the name. I'll have to look that up and put it in the show notes. Uh, if this doesn't scare you, I don't know what will. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> it's Charles. Oh no, this is it's from a, Charles. It's a laser eyed cat on top of an episode of All About Android. What are we going to do? And it's staring at you, Jason. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> I'm a uh, yeah. I'm, I'm a little scared now, <laughs> and I'm Jason. Geek, you know, geek, geek, geek. <laughs> and it's Friday the Thirteenth. I know there's too many things oh, going Lord. on here. Thank you, Charles, for that. That Woo. was awesome. All right, I we think uh, you know we made it, and I think we made it in okay time considering. Yeah, yeah we did. We had a, there was just a ton to talk about with Google I/O. Absolutely, uh, and I, I think but people would want to hear all about it. So, yeah. uh, Ron. Let people know where people can find you or, yeah, let them know where people they can find you. Find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash ronxo. You can find me on ifanboy.com, which is a website all about comic books, or graphically.com, which has an Android app that was featured at Google I.O. Um, pretty cool stuff. Uh, cool. And those are, I think, the main places you can find me. So, awesome. yeah, I'm around. I'm around. Fantastic. He's a man about the town. And Eileen. Yeah. Well, you can just go ahead and find me on Twitter at EileenTV. 
All right. And I am uh, Raygun01 on Twitter. You can find me there. You can find the show, well, all over. We've got many different ways you can find us. Send us an email at aaa at twit.tv. Send us a voicemail, 347-SHOW-AAA. Please do. We'd love to include a voicemail in the next episode. Follow us on Twitter at Android Show. You can find the show on the Twit site with all the show notes and stuff, twit.tv slash AAA. And you can catch us live every Monday from 5 to 6 p.m. Pacific, live at twit, live.twit.tv. And that's it. All right. We're, we're done. See you guys later. Yeah. I have a new friend. <laughs>